before we move uh, to the word, uh, I had a couple of questions for you. Uh, now, since we are, uh, we know Jesus, we are born again, we say we are born again, we follow Jesus. What if the Ten Commandments were, were there for, even for us right now? And uh, which would be the most easy commandment to follow if we had to do that? Please respond. Easy commandment to follow. Murder. Yeah, we are not murdering people every day. Murder would be very easy. Means we can easily follow that. God won't be uh, disappointed with us. Okay, I have another question. Which would be the most difficult one to follow? Love your enemies. I mean, I, I agree with her. It, it is difficult at times. And many, for many of us, we, we, are, uh, we struggle with that. Okay. I have an answer for you for the second question, which would be the most difficult one to follow. I would say that the second commandment, you know which is the second commandment? Do not make an idol or any image and worship and bow down to that would be the most difficult and it has been said that it is the mother of all commandments. Why? Because we still break that commandment in some form or the other. So this morning... um, uh, last time when I shared, I shared from the book of Joshua, Joshua chapter 1, be strong and very courageous. And you were strong and courageous since then. I can see that in you. Uh, now I'm uh, sharing from the last chapter of Joshua, jo- Joshua 24. And let's just, uh, the title of my message is Serving the Lord Alone. And I'm going to share on specifically on two verses, Joshua 24, 14. And 15. So that's the title of my message, Serving the Lord Alone. So let's just look at the verses, Joshua 24, 14 to 15. Uh, I have it here. Maybe let's all just read these verses together. Okay? Uh, I'm sure that yeah, it's clear. Now fear the Lord and serve him with all faithfulness. Throw away the gods your ancestors worshipped beyond the Euphrates River and in Egypt and serve the Lord. But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, Then choose for yourself this day whom you will serve, whether the gods of your ancestors served beyond the Euphrates or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. The last line, uh, most of us know that. We might have put that as a as a verse in the in our living room. Uh, Nice, nice to have that that these kind of verses. But as for me. And my household, we will serve the Lord. I have done that. And uh, it feels very like Christian home to have verses all around. And I'm not saying, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. It's a good because God speaks to us through those promises, those words. But it's something else to live by those words. So um, let's just uh, see the background of this, uh, this chapter, Joshua 24. It's the last chapter in the book of Joshua. Joshua has come... Uh, to the end of his life, he is, uh, the uh, book says that uh, at the age of 110, he, he, he dies at the age of 110. But before that, he speaks, he summons everyone, all the Israelites, all the tribes, uh, and he summons everyone. He, he asks them to come and he wants to speak, he wants to give the final message, the final sermon from his side. He wants to instruct people. And this is what he's telling them. So 
the Joshua 24 begins with, like he's, he, he wants to remind them of the covenant which they have, they have made with God and he wants to reestablish that covenant. So he, he tells them about that how the God of Israel was faithful towards them. And he, and he reminds them about Abraham. He says that from, from since the time of Abraham, God, God moved Abraham out of uh, his place and he followed God and then Isaac and Jacob. And then talks about Moses, how through Moses, God uh, led the Israelites out of Egypt. They were uh, roughly 430 years, they were in slavery in Egypt. And God helped them uh, uh, through Moses, uh, in, in, under the leadership of Moses, they were out of their slavery. So he was reminding the Israelites all, uh, about all that. And then he, he speaks about uh, what is written in the book of Joshua itself. He said, now, this, uh, from, from there, you, you, God helped you to cross the river Jordan and how you managed to fight the, the enemy which was on the eastern side of Jordan and then you came, then you crossed the Jordan and then there was this Jericho and then how God helped you to conquer the Jericho city as well and then how you had victory over the two kings of Amorites and then everything he reminds them and then he tells them that you had nothing but God gave you everything. You, you, were, you had nothing, uh, God, God, one by one, God started helping you and God gave you everything and this is God where you are right now. And then he straight away comes to the point. He says in verse 14, now fear the Lord and serve him with all faithfulness. You have to make a choice. He's saying, make a choice. Are you going to worship? Are you going to worship the gods of the ancestors, your ancestors, that is Abraham God, who were uh, the beyond Euphrates on the eastern side of Euphrates River? Or are you going to worship the gods in Egypt where you were in slavery? Or are you going to worship the gods in this place, the gods of Amorites? Or are you going to serve the true God? And he says that, by the way, I have decided, myself, Joshua has decided, as for me, and my household, we will serve the Lord. So he gives them the choices. And when I was reading, I was wondering, the last message of Joshua, kind of the last thing he wants to re-emphasize to these people is about idol worship. He was so serious that, he, uh, that, uh, that he's saying, do not follow any other gods. The departing sermon speaks about fearing God and serving him alone. John Calvin, the famous uh, reformist preacher, said the human heart is an idol, worship, uh, idol factory. Every one of us from our mother's womb is an expert in inventing idols. He knew the seriousness in which God looks toward the, has towards idol worship. And God hates idol worship. Uh, and, and he knew the Ten Commandments when God gave Moses the Ten Commandments. The Second Commandment itself, God straight away comes to the point. He says, uh, the First Commandment, you shall not have any other gods before me. Second, he said, you shall not make an idol, the graven image, or anything which exists in heaven and on earth. You shall not bow down and worship because I am the God is a jealous God. And God tells them why, because I am a jealous God. And uh, then Joshua tells uh, them all that. And, and so much so it is, it's important for Joshua because he knows that God is so serious about this whole issue of idol worship. Then he, he, made, he, he kind of renews that covenant with the people and he says that this stone will be a witness. That today you are recommitting re, uh, re yourself to God and this stone will be the witness that, that the covenant has been reestablished between you and God. And Joshua here gives them four options, by the way, in these two verses that uh, you can choose. He, he says that. So four options. Uh, let's just look at those things. It's, it would be like a compass, uh, like it has got four directions. So each and every option you choose, you move to a certain 
direction which is very different from the other direction so first thing he speaks about he says that throw away the gods your ancestors worships beyond the euphrates river i have the first uh, option i would say that gods of our parents that was the gods of their parents forefathers ancestors abraham and uh, abraham lives in the mesopotamia region and they they used to be idol worshippers before abraham was called by god abraham obeyed the call of god the region the full the the right now iran and iraq that whole region uh, right now it's islamic but earlier it was idol worship uh, people were worshiping idols there there were cosmic gods cosmic deities they were worshiping there were gods of uh, any every kind of thing uh, they were demons uh, they were they were worshiping demons they were worshiping dead spirits the hills and the mountains they considered to be to have powers and they were worshiping those things and uh, even the book of joshua tells that abraham's father tera comes from an idol worshiping background and it clearly mentions that gods of our parents that is the first option are you going to choose the gods of your parents now when we look uh, in our lives uh, what parallel we can what we can understand is that our parents have a great influence over our lives it's so true when we were born we didn't had much choice our parents whatever they they provided us whatever they we were exposed in their life we 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 had to we had to accept that and uh, so so whatever uh, for, for example if our parents were following a particular faith or not following any faith we had to subconsciously we were doing that maybe later on you decided something else but in the start you the, you were following that so the gods which our parents followed became our gods and then it's not only that but it's also the whole belief system our family followed the belief system in terms of family values what you think is important as a family for you it became important for you in terms of money finances how you treat money uh, are you are you uh, is your family thinking about a uh, lot of savings investment so that kind of things has creeped in your life as well relationship how important relationships are your for your father and mother for their father and mother so all those values have become part of your life what is su- what success means to your father subconsciously you started thinking success that way education what what does education play a role in your family so all those things became kind of gods of our parents and we start accepting following those belief systems and these were passed from generation to generations and we always said oh my grandfather used to do this so i do in a similar way and uh, we also say that no uh, and we we use the term hereditary sometimes for many things oh uh, my dad was like that he used to do this in a certain way so i am also i think i am like that because i am from a, looks like i'm from a dad's side i got this and and we accept all those things even so much so that we say oh i think i got diabetes i think because my mother has diabetes so we accept all that maybe it's not true because of that but we have accepted all these things in our life because they were the gods of our parents so we we got it we got it it's not uh, i'm not blaming anyone it is like that actually it happened like that and because we were raised up in that kind of environment and it's called like a law of exposure we were exposed to that culture we were exposed to our family so we accepted all that therefore if parents are such an influence in children's life parenting becomes so important how you raise your child becomes so important and uh, it says that uh, uh, 90% of a child's brain is formed by the age of 8 child is 
child has learned 90% of the things means it's that much it's developed so if that if that much age if a child is influenced by parents so how much how much the choices in that child's life depends upon the choices of the parents i am responsible for my child's choices because i am choosing for my child i am choosing what to give my child what not to give my child i cannot ex- expect my child not to play with mobile if i am doing that whole day if i am using the mobile I, i cannot expect my child not to do that we have to be an example when we are raising our child some parents they are worried oh uh, now my child is addicted to this or that and so much so that uh, there are cases when we have found out i mean okay i mean your child is addicted to now for certain i'm talking about substances like smoking or drinking etc but we have found that in many cases the parent himself or the, the mother or father is also involved at that point of time in that same thing so i'm saying it's not going to help unless until you change because most of the things the child has picked up from you earlier you thought it's casual okay you can do it it's fine uh, child won't uh, but children are very fast learners that that i have we have re- realized as we are raising up our daughter she's 7 now so all the new parents we have a lot of new parents in our church i would say that give proper attention to your child at least till the age of 8 and make sure that you make right choices for your parents um i i would say that we had to decide uh, my my wife had to quit job uh, when we thought that it is so important that my wife have to be with with our daughter when our daughter earlier when when she was born my wife wife uh, it was a favor of god that they allowed her to work from home so which which we said okay that would work but then later on they called her back so it happened for 5 6 months that she has to work like a full day and my daughter was was there with the people uh, who could who could help her i was there around but then we thought that no she needs a mother full time mother to be helped because that is the age when children's mind is developing habits are forming the value system is developed in them and so we decided that uh, she had to quit uh, and that was a big decision because that involved uh, cutting down in our uh, in our income but we had to choose and and so it's so important that what we give uh, uh, to the child at the early age that's why when we when we deal with cases like uh, there are like something happens to a person through some person that person has become a murderer etc or a or a bad name to the society counselors and uh, psychiatrists etc they trace back the childhood of that person what happened in the childhood for that person that's why uh, raising up your children is so important and uh, giving them the right values we are still learning as i said we have a, a daughter who is 7 years old and i i can see that she picks things very fast of course bad things faster than good things but it it happens and but uh, she picks uh, like if we inculcate good things in her she picks that thing fa- fast because we know that uh, they uh, they they like to do things and uh, and uh, just an example that few um, months back we said okay as a family we will have a bible study every monday evening um dedicated time because monday is my off and uh, then she used to like her and she liked it so much then then some mondays when i when i was little busy and i was not remembering that she should she would remind me dada remember na this evening we are going to sit and so she was so uh, into about that i am saying if you inculcate good habits in the child they love to do it so make sure that uh, that you are not uh, slack in that area so that's my first point god of our parents our, 
uh, we were influenced by our parents and we have to be careful how we influence our children. Second comes God of our past. It says in verse 14, throw away the gods you worshipped in Egypt. Egypt was the recent past for Israelites. They, they came out of uh, slavery and uh, they were there for, for roughly 400 years. And, uh, and th- but that was the past life. But they were still holding on to the gods of the Egypt. Ezekiel 27, much later. But it says, God says, each of you get rid of the vile images you have set your eyes on and do not defile yourself with the idols of Egypt. I am the Lord your God. Uh, as, Meta- as Mesopotamia had uh, different gods, similarly in Egypt they had different gods. They used to worship sun, moon and stars. Uh, they have gods uh, like a, what do you uh, say that, uh, like a mix of human and um, animals and birds etc. So bird head and uh, human body and um, animal body and a human head. So they had gods like that. Egypt had plenty of gods like that. They had names for different gods. And, but they used to worship different kinds of things. So Egypt was full of idol worship. And God, uh, God knew that, that they, uh, God wanted them to, uh, themselves to not to defile uh, themselves from these idols of Egypt. So these becomes, for us, these becomes the God of our past. Do you, uh, sometimes we find, uh, although we have come to, uh, come to the knowledge of true God, but still sometimes we are clinging on to our past. So if you, if you understand that, a lot of these things we deal in inner healing. We say that we have to do inner healing because though we have come into the kingdom of God, there are things which are stuck to us from the past. It's something like that. We have come from a filthy place, but still we can sense some bad order because things are stuck down our soul. Bad things. And that order is still there. We have to cleanse ourselves. So like, for example, past relationships, we are still holding on to those kind of things. Addictions, past addictions. We are tempted by things so often. Unforgiveness towards someone is a big thing. And we have preached it uh, numerous times that forgive people. Because if we hold unforgiveness towards others, uh, which someone has done uh, earlier in your life, things are not going to go well with us. And God wants us to forgive others. Old habits. So these are the things which we, these are the gods of our past and God wants us to deal with those things. And thirdly, he moves on, he gives them a choice and this is a big one for us, I mean for anyone in fact. Gods of our culture. And he says in verse 15, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living. Although they have conquered Canaan, they have, uh, they have won over, on, over many tribes, kings, but those people were not left that region. They were mixed. They were staying as a, uh, like a mixed with those with this Israelites. So, th- so there were numerous gods. It was a multicultural society like how we have in India. We have like numerous gods. We say that there are crows of gods in India and different regions has a different forms of gods. So similarly, Israel was like that. And there were some prominent gods in Israel, for example, Baal or Baal, which means uh, owner, master and lord. It was an owner, master and lord for those people. And Baal was a god of weather and uh, was became a god of fertility also. It was a god, a god of ritual prostitution. So there was a lot of sin which was... Uh, through these gods and people were worshipping God but also in these kind of sins. There were mother goddess Estoreth and they used to give sacrifice in the temple and sexual rituals and, and Israel, Israel was living among these people. So these gods were like there 
already and that was the main problem there was the proximity was the problem gods of their parents uh, it was the past thing very very old thing gods of gods of our past that is egypt still manageable but god of the culture in which they were living was it's like a they were camouflaged uh, these these gods were camouflaged in the culture uh, of where they were living in india as i said we we have a similar culture and uh, we have a god i come from that kind of background and i come from a background where, where we had a god of everything which we need so you go to a particular god if you need a particular thing for example god of power you, there is a god god of money if you need money you go to that god knowledge there is another god music there is another god studies workmanship prosperity so god there are many gods of different kinds and i can say that uh, now i have left that and now i follow true god but somewhere or the other i i can very well see that i i, I can be still holding on getting attracted to these kind of not not really worshiping those idols but there will be certain things which i am still hooked on so let's just see what are the gods of the culture if we are talking about bible says uh, in uh, paul says that in romans 12 do not conform to the pattern of this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind patterns of this world are the god of this world of this culture the the value system this world is throwing at us the the things which world believes the things which the world thinks are the most important things in your life are the patterns of this world jb philips uh, uh, paraphrase this verse it says don't let the world around you squeeze you into its own mold we have been squeezed on a daily basis to fit in on a certain thing because this is good for you this is how people will affirm you this is how you will feel good this is how you will enjoy so these are the patterns of the world which world is uh, bombarding at us every day can can you name a few the the gods of our culture whatsapp we are so engrossed with whatsapp there's a god of our culture any any other example netflix so true subscription people are want they want to share subscription because somehow the other we want to we want to get hooked on to those uh, long web series etc glamour movies games games another big thing pubg and what all fortnite so lot of lot of things people want to get gods of our culture i'm not saying that uh, that uh, playing these things in particular are bad but i'm just saying getting hooked on once you once you start doing that you start getting hooked on to see uh, to do things and these things become very attractive in your life what about music music can be a be a god in our culture people worship music they they say that no i want to worship god through music but we end up worshiping music because we always think about music what about sports is another big thing i mean people are just uh, can go any extent to just uh, leave everything for sports sports is good we should be focused in uh, things but it should not take the place of god in our life food can be another another god of our culture people think about food i remember in our house uh, Uh, earlier we used to when we used to have lunch what should what should we cook for dinner when you said what should we have for breakfast next day you always thinking about the next meal always thinking about food uh, sometimes we should take break from cooking so then we will realize how much time we have to think about other things and uh, looks people are so engrossed in the looks selfie like self god i am god of like i i love this god 
people people try to take selfie and post on the uh, social media thumbs up we, how many thumbs up so we are we are so much we we like to we are so much hooked on to these things these are the gods of our culture travel some people love to travel places they spend money thousands of money just to see places it's good i mean we should travel but i'm saying it shouldn't become the motive of our life just to do that work could be another one work could be another god of our culture we can have excuse no i have to work because i have to support but then we could be so much into that children could be god of our culture we spoke about parents but i'm saying children can become gods for us health health could be another thing we are gymming full day we are only thinking about this how much i will get this protein that carbohydrate etc so it's too much engrossed into that so to, today's culture uh, we we have these gods they don't have an image per se but we are worshiping somewhere or the other these gods and one of the god which everyone knows this who says god doesn't have eyes ears mouth 13 megapixel eyes in the front 40 megapixel is behind it can hear okay google what's my name it will tell your name is amit this god knows me by my name alexa okay google everywhere it is not only here it's there in your house everywhere you can just say okay google and the google will tell you what it is i have experienced of late this thing then there is another thing uh, i was just thinking only only nose is left in this smell is left one day the technology will come when you will go go out of the office okay uh, okay google i am going to my office i don't think you are smelling good today can you take bath right now car door won't be open if you do that uh, so the technology will come i'm saying we are so we are so much into technology can become another god we are so much into we love technology technology helps but it shouldn't take the place of god and we should be thinking every time about those things you know there another category which is a very big one is a god of sex and pornography adultery homosexuality and uh, extramarital affairs etc etc has taken taken a big thing in people's life everyone is hooked in a some form of the other with this god you know gods need sacrifice this god has taken sac- has been uh, sacrificed by our money time health and everything has gone towards this god many adults have sacrificed their marriages their children and their careers on this altar of this god we are losing big time if you are following these gods you know it's so wonderful to hear harvest and such lovely testimonies what god is doing and uh, sometimes uh, we we think i mean why only those people are talking about why not others are coming because we are so engrossed with the gods of our culture we are something sometimes good things keeps us away from doing the right things and we can say no we are i am busy i am be- and and we could be right we could be busy in doing uh, which is not sinful exactly but sometimes we are we don't know because these gods are being camouflaged in the culture in which we are living that's why when when i was talking about when i was thinking about these things all these areas we deal uh, in our church and we had seminars on parenting and we we want to teach people how to do that we have seminars on inner healing there's another category now we are having seminar on a, on a how to share gospel in an x rated world because we know that this is a problem 
and we want to deal with it we want to make people aware how to deal with this particular god another seminar is coming weed awareness seminar because we know that this is the problem in our culture we want to make people aware that how how the, the children can be then uh, how how they will uh, they will get a proper knowledge so that they can help the children to be out of this so as a church we we look into all these areas and then finally joshua gives them last choice he says that or are you going to serve god himself he says in joshua 24:14 now fear the lord and serve him with all faithfulness sometimes when we read old testament we say oh these people are so foolish is a lies why can't they just see why are they so dumb why can't they just see follow this particular god the the god himself why are they because our god is a jealous god so we we try to reason and we we say it's so simple why are they not following but when we look when we look at our lives it is so simple for us also but it becomes so complicated we ourselves are blinded with the similar things and i i feel that holy spirit nudges me many times that why i'm not doing this particular thing why i'm going here because we are so blinded and god god wants us to come back to him god wants us to serve him faithfully and serve him and him alone psalmist says in psalm 16 verse 11 you make known to me the path of life in your presence there is fullness of joy and at your right hand is pleasures forevermore amen we are searching for pleasures here and there we are searching for joy in this entertainment that entertainment but god is saying reminding us that i am giving you the path of life for for through me you will know the path of life don't go don't go for the career don't go for this or for that this is the path of life in my presence you will get the fullness of joy and in my right hand you will find pleasures forevermore what is our response this morning uh, as joshua asked those people they, joshua told them you decide today you decide whom you are going to follow are you going to follow the gods of your ancestors are you going to follow the god of your uh, past forefathers who were in egypt are you going to follow the gods of amorites where you're living right now or are you going to follow one true god are you going to fear him and serve him faithfully and you know the response of israelites they were very quick they say far be it from us to forsake the lord to serve other gods they know what to say they know the right thing to say and maybe they were right at that point of time maybe they realized that what they're doing is wrong so they wanted to renew the covenant which they did the right thing and that's why joshua said this stone will be a witness what you're saying today but it is sad to see that when we go to the next book in the book of judges again in going reading first chapter second chapter third chapter we know that again they have moved away from that covenant what is our response will it be an emotional response oh yeah lord you are right and i no lord i will follow you and you alone or are we going to do really the right thing are we going to choose the right thing we are created to be worshipers as god is created to be worshipers but the but the question is what would be the object of our worship we all we all worship something or the other jesus said you cannot serve two masters remember that that uh, that uh, uh, sermon on on the mount when jesus said you cannot serve two masters you will you, you will serve god or money and uh, jesus himself by the way was tempted in a similar way or the temptation which me and you face every day we cannot say that no we are we are humans we uh, god you should understand jesus came as a human form and he was also tempted uh, he was fully human 
and fully god but he was tempted it says in matthew 4 again the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor all this i give you he said if you will bow down and worship me jesus said to him away from me satan for it is written worship the lord your god and serve him only jesus was very clear he not only said that but he demonstrated that through his life so much so that he served so faithfully that he gave his life for each one of us i want the worship team to come on the stage and this morning i felt this afternoon i felt that uh, we will uh, we are we're going to break bread now and i felt that we are going to do it in a different way uh, normally we read out what do we believe but this morning i just felt that as we break bread let us let this not be a ritual for each one of us let us renew our covenant towards god and let us say that lord i am going to follow you i'm going to fear you and i'm going to serve you faithfully lord you and you alone not the god of my parents not the god of my past not the god of the culture in which i'm living but i'm going to follow you and you alone and as we do that you're going to sing that song which karina took mohabbat hai tumse and as you feel that god is nudging you and prompting you and and you are saying yes lord i'm going to make this choice from here on lord i'm going to follow you and you alone you come forward and participate in and break bread and participate in bread and wine and as you do that god will help you to make this choice in your life god will set you free from all the gods in your life and through which you are distracted i want the team to come in the front with a praise so true lord that in your presence there is fullness of joy lord lord at your right hand there are pleasures forevermore lord god lord this mo- this afternoon lord god we come back to you once again lord because we know that lord the gods of this world will not satisfy us lord god only you give us the true joy lord god Lord, we come back to you, Lord. Lord, we commit our lives once again to you, Lord. Lord, we want to come back to our first love, Lord God. Lord, thank you, Lord, once again for your great uh, mercy over each one of us, Lord God. Lord, for your love for each one of us, Lord God. Thank you for Jesus Christ, Lord. Help each one of us, Lord. As we go from here, Lord God, let us put you first in everything, Lord God. Let us fear you and serve you faithfully, Lord God. Lord, let let every one of us will be able to say, Lord God, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Bless each one of us, Lord. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, Amen, Amen. May God bless you. May you have a great week.